Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 17 of the By God Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Chris Lipscomb. With me this week is our resident wrestling mastermind, Colin Bass. Hello, Colin. Hello. Uh, also with us this week is uh, the man who's here sometimes and is not other times, Peter Chapman. Hello, Peter. <laughs> what a fantastic introduction. Hello. It's, it, you're, you're sort of transient. Um, <laughs> 17 episodes. This is the seventeenth one, I believe. Almost legal. Yep. Um, <laughs> so uh, we are here this week, obviously, to discuss WrestleMania thirty-one, which is the big thing. The other things have been going on in the wrestling world. Obviously, there was that uh, very sad death uh, in AAA. It was uh, very sad to see. Um, I watched the video of that uh, I didn't really want to, but I thought I should just have a quick look at it. And it is, yes, yeah, it's, it's clearly just a very sad accident, unfortunately. Uh, which is a real shame. There's also a lot of other things going on. Colin, you went to a indie show as well, um, but we, yep. we don't have time to talk about all that because there is so much to talk about with WrestleMania 31. With obviously, I want to say that Gredo is my new favorite person. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, it's 31. Yes, Peter, 30 was oh, last year. I thought it was WrestleMania 12 we were going to discuss. No, oh. alas, balls. Um, I was all ready to discuss, discuss that. Was, just getting ready to talk about Stone Cold Steve Austin being the Million Dollar Champion. I can imagine you actually were. Right, WrestleMania 31, upcoming this Sunday, as we record. Uh, there's uh, there's a lot going on with the biggest news, obviously, being surrounding Brock Lesnar. Last night, uh, on Tuesday night, he went on ESPN Sports Center to announce he was re-signing with WWE for what is presumably a very large contract uh, for multiple years. Uh, so we're talking at least a two-year contract. I don't think they specified exactly how long it is yet. Yeah, he's got at least a two-year contract, it would seem. Um, we would guess for a lot of money. But I, d- I don't think we know dates on it, right? It's just he has signed a deal. Yeah, hopefully for more days as well. Yeah, I mean, presumably um, we'll hear that when it's... Because uh, obviously it, with those code contracts, WWE being publicly traded, that information will come out eventually. Uh, through earnings calls or whatever. I don't think they have to legally file that kind of contract, but um, you will probably hear it come out via an earnings call because someone will almost certainly ask about it, uh, given Brock Lesnar's status as kind of a big, big attraction for the company. Um, so, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I I personally am very glad to see him re-sign. Uh, I, I didn't really expect it, but it's, it's very good because you... Kind of the later in the day it got, the more likely it seemed that he was going to leave. Realistically, I think. Uh, but with him staying, do I mean? Do we think that's going to have any effect on the championship match? Uh, no, I think that's probably already written. It's probably already written, but I think they will be considering some other options because it does open up longer term storyline options that you would probably wouldn't have had. No, such as like double turns and things like that. Yeah, but then you haven't. You've got this one chance to do the big payoff. And if they don't do it at WrestleMania, then they have to do it at a smaller pay-per-view and it's not going to have as much impact. Mm, there's so many questions as well. It's like, so I, I think there's two problems. Is If you keep the belt on Lesnar, you've wasted all this build-up for Reigns, which is awful. And if you take the belt off Lesnar, what are you doing with Lesnar, this guy you've just signed to a brand new multi-year contract? Like, what are you doing with him now? What's his next big deal? Well, he can do a whole crisis of confidence line, can't he? where he loses some matches and then has to fight his way back. I guess, but well, that's basically what John Cena's been doing. Yeah, but badly. Yeah. Brock Lesnar can do that, but good. 
Also, do you really want John Cena like uh, Brock Lesnar? Sorry, is it in a confidence? Like, do you want him like that? I'd rather Brock Lesnar just killing fools. Yeah, but he has to lose at some point. I guess. And they've built this up so that he can conceivably lose to Roman Reigns now. You know, I think yeah. they've done a, a decent job since the Royal Rumble at making Roman Reigns seem like he might have a chance of beating him. Um, so he has to lose at some point. Otherwise, you know, what's the point? I mean, also, you say that Roman Reigns has been built up, but I mean, like, two weeks ago, it was, he lost to a roll-up from Seth Rollins. Like, that's not ideal. I still don't think it's believable that Roman Reigns could beat Brock Lesnar. I think they built Brock Lesnar in a way that no one in WWE could believably beat him, which is, which could be, could put a big feather in Reigns' cap, but I don't think they built Reigns to a position where it's actually going to benefit him with the majority of the crowd. I think kind of for me with Reigns is um, if they wanted to build him as a really credible threat to Lesnar, they need to have him come out week after week and just be absolutely killing people every single time he is there, just wiping like just wiping all the other competition completely off the map, not like struggling for a match with Daniel Bryan at Fastlane. It was a good match, but he only just barely gets the win. The, the only problem with that is that. In order to end this title run, they have to find a weakness in Lesnar rather than build somebody up to be as powerful as him. Otherwise, they just continue the all-powerful reign after they beat him. I guess so. You know, if, if Roman Reigns gets to be that powerful and beats Brock Lesnar, then who's going to beat Roman Reigns? Yeah, that's true. Seth Rollins. Yeah. <laughs> but it's inconceivable that Seth Rollins could beat somebody as powerful as Brock no, Lesnar. No, but, but, or... Seth, but Seth Rollins has got the advantage that he can win in the heel way. So yeah, it doesn't have to be a clean victory at all. And he has money in the bank. And yeah, and he's got money in the bank. Uh, I mean, that's the question: is do we think Rollins is going to walk out with the belt, regardless of who actually wins that match? If not at WrestleMania, then definitely the night after WrestleMania. I think it's definitely going to be one of the two, right? I, I think that's just the most logical time for him to cash it. Uh, it's kind of the time that everyone cashes in. It's it is that kind of almost um, cliched thing now. I think it might it depend on who wins. Yeah, I suppose that's true as well. I think if Lesnar wins, then Rollins cashes it in. Yeah. I think if Reigns wins, they won't make Reigns be the idiot that only had the belt for a minute. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Ooh, I can definitely I see that. No? I think I, I think I disagree. I think if Reigns wins, he's not getting out of Mania the night after with the belt. Oh, I, I think, think that would be a real shame because they did that to Daniel Bryan, didn't they? A couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah I think it would be kind of hard to just uh, to give it no, to him and take it, w- it. It wasn't on Bryan. It was on Punk. It was on Punk oh, was and Hardy that did that to him. Yeah, Daniel Bryan cashed his in to win the title from Big Show. Right. Uh, but I'd, I'd, I'd see, I think if uh, Lesnar wins, it goes on all, the title. Uh, if Reigns wins and he's getting cashed in on. I, yeah, I, I, I can definitely see your I can't, I can't see Reigns walking out of at least an eight after all with the title. To yeah. Me, it just doesn't seem like that it's going to be possible. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, think that's that, the thing. Do you think we're more likely to see a Daniel Bryan Brock Lesnar match now? I, I don't absolutely, get why everyone yeah. is obsessed with a Daniel Bryan Brock Lesnar match. It's a David versus the ultimate God, thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, not that I dislike Daniel Bryan. I'm fine with Daniel Bryan. I just don't necessarily see that as the most entertaining of matches. I think 
Daniel Bryan would end up as a small smear on the canvas. Also, Brock Lesnar's, um, if you saw Raw this week, has started growing a beard. So it will be awesome. Oh, no, he's a beard versus beard match. He shaved the beard off on Sports Center. Oh, really? I don't mean like on Sports Center. That would have been weird. But like (laughs) by Sports Center, he had shaved the beard off. If if he'd come out uh, before I announced, I just need to shave, guys. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, you just passed me that towel. (laughs) Yeah. Now, what was I here to say? Oh, yeah, I've I've re-signed, but mostly it was the shave. <laughs> look at my beautiful skin. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it my looks like... bright red skin. It just looks like a giant baby. It does. You've got like a perennial sun, like sunburn. Yeah, and it that... turns purple when he actually wrestles. Yeah, uh, but I think it is very interesting because apparently he was uh, up until at least two weeks ago was actively training for MMA. Um, so I think he had almost assumed that that was where he was going. And then kind of just uh, too much money. Yeah, well, they must have just offered him a huge wad of cash. Yeah, just backed a dump truck full of cash up and went, do you want this? If you stay, you just have all the money. Uh, he says he also likes the fact that he gets to work part-time, but get paid full-time. Well, arguably get paid better than full-time. He probably gets paid better than pretty much anyone else on the roster. So... Which is a shame, because that makes it sound like they're going to sign him for, like, 16 days again. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm hoping more. But I also never know. I do really like the approach that he is a special attraction. Yeah, it kind of works, but it's... I don't... It kind of works, but I think it's disrespectful to the belt. I can definitely see where you're coming from, for sure. But I don't know. I just I just kind of think it it is... It's the way it used to be, though. Like, Hulk Hogan was like this. Hulk Hogan where he yeah, show up every couple of weeks or something. Yeah, yeah, so, but then like Bret Hart wasn't Bret Hart defended the title every week. Yeah, I I, I think was it was awesome. I think it depends champion versus champion, but uh, I also do think the fact that they seem to be pushing the um, mid card belt slightly higher profile now might give you a hint as to where they're going overall with the uh, championship picture. I don't really think that Lesnar not being on TV with the title has actually hurt the title. I, I definitely think they could have done more with the mid-card ones, which they're kind of doing now. Yeah. Like, over the time. It seems like they've realised at the last second we could have done this, so let's do it now. But I don't really I don't really think having Lesnar off TV has hurt the, the title in any way. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's boosted it either. But I don't really think it's hurt it. I think it's kind of in the same position as it was. I think having the title, having the champion off TV, and having the title away, but still having the title as the main storyline that you run every week has hurt it. Because they still give so much time on Raw to somebody's going to fight Brock Lesnar, and I don't care. Brock Lesnar's not going to show up. You know, you can do this. In another three weeks, when we get close to a pay per view, yeah, and I'm I, I, there's a chance of Brock Lesnar making an appearance. But I don't think they spend that much time. Uh, they've put a fair amount of time into it. I know they've done a lot of different storylines with like Rollins and stuff in between. Even Cena, when he was doing his run at the title, had little breaks in between to fight with the authority and stuff. But I don't know. It's It just seems like they're dedicating a lot of time to it without actually showing it enough for me. Do you not think it makes it more special when it does, Joel? Potentially, and I, I suppose it, it doesn't. What it means is that they're not wasting their time having like a champion or having non-title matches on Raw every week for four weeks between pay-per-views. Hmm. So, yeah, I suppose in a way, it does make it more special. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I think... It's just like I grew up with people have, having the belt and fighting on the every week. So it, it's kind of a bit odd for me to see that they're not. That they're not yeah, I agree. Even, you know, even like you say Hulk Hogan, and like even before that, like Bruno San Martino and all, they would they would fight every week. They'd be in tag teams or something. They'd they'd engage in storylines. They would make appearances. They just wouldn't have title matches. Yeah, I mean, they definitely have been case of wrestling. It was also very much the kind of, to an extent, was the case in the old territory system that the yeah. big badass would only turn up every so often. It just had, so happens that in WWE, the big badass is also the champion. Uh, but I, I do wonder, like, if the... I Well, I kind of think this is better than just having, as you say, uh, in between the pay-per-views, you're just like, yeah, and I guess this week they're just wrestling a guy for some reason. Yeah. Um, which has always just felt a little bit formulaic. Uh, whereas by having Brock Lesnar appear in this way, it kind of throws off what you're expecting quite a lot. Yeah, I do uh, kind of agree that if they were doing that, they would have to do it sensibly with storylines. Yeah. I don't think I've got much faith in them being able to do that. I, I kind of think his entire run has been challenging the expectations of what you expect a wrestling promotion to do. Yeah, maybe. Um, so I, I just think that's kind of a big thing for me personally. Obviously, there are other things on the card we should be discussing. Uh, I think we're going to go most notable downwards this time, mix things up. We've also got the uh, the Sting versus Triple H match, which is a fairly big deal in my opinion. Um, I I am relatively excited to see that. I think it's nice that they're letting Sting talk now, uh, and I think the way they have gradually had Sting show up more and more frequently to the fact that he's now kind of been a big part of the last two roars. I think that's pretty good, uh, and I think that's a re- they've built him in a really natural way, uh, and it's really worked for me. It'll be interesting to see how he performs in the ring because I think Sting's mic work this past couple of weeks on Raw has been very good. Yes, considering I think... he's been away from the game for fourteen years. Well, not really. He's been in TNA, but he's not been on TV every week, and he's not been giving these big performances. Or well, having, he, I don't know. Did he TNA's... was. He was yeah. He was a fairly big deal in TNA, but it's also in a smaller pond. But he was he it's was a pond, but he was the show for about six years. Yeah, he was like the the top their top guy or one of their top guys for several years. Even until he left, he was one of the top guys, really. Which when when you're putting your title on a fifty four year old, it's it's showing a bit of someone about your company, even if it is. Yeah, stink. I mean that's true. But I, this is a match I'm most excited about. Um, I know Sting Dring worked the past couple of years isn't five stars, so I'm not expecting a classic at this match, but I think Triple H can pull something good enough out of him that will be really entertaining. And as Sting's probably one of the few matches, if the only one that Sting's ever going to have in WWE, so it is special knowing that going into it. Yeah. It's definitely it's... on the card. I think it's been the, the, the match has been built up the best as the Triple yeah. H match. Which I don't think is a surprise, considering he's writing part of the show. <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's definitely been the best belt. It's like the yeah, twenty minutes. Just him like, yeah, I think uh, twenty minutes for me this week, guys. Right? Yes, boss. <laughs> yes, obviously. The promo yeah. package they had a few weeks ago, the pre-recorded one with Sting. The, I know they distorted his voice, but even even then, it was absolutely fantastic. I think keeping this thing more mysterious until the past couple of weeks is absolutely fantastic. 
Yeah, I almost wasn't expecting him to speak, but I'm really glad they have let him speak. I think it's really improved. It's kind of helped push it forward a little bit because there's only so much you could do without him speaking. Yeah, and he, they, they did do that really him, well with the with the build with him not speaking for so long. That's the that's what Sting does, but he's not silent. He does speak eventually. So I think that's it's been sensible, and like I say, he's been good with the mic. And the, this week's Raw with um, Steph. I think their segment was one of the best raw openings for a long time. Yeah, I also think it was uh, it was very smart. Um, it weird, but it really worked. Was having him speak like after Raw had gone off TV last week, um, where it was only on like the WWE app if you wanted to watch it. And I thought that was an mm-hmm. interesting way to go, but I think it really worked to kind of capitalize on their new sort of social media stuff. Although I did yeah. think it, I, I did think it was kind of weird that like. Michael Cole came into the ring and asked him questions a little bit and Sting just <laughs> took the mic away from him. It was like, fuck you, Michael Cole, go away. We <laughs> should be done. Fuck you, Michael Cole. They are doing some, some really weird stuff with promoting the network, aren't they? Yeah. Like this week, like four or five times, JBL this week actually was mocking people who would pay for a pay-per-view. <laughs> like, well, that's your entire business for the past 30 years. Yeah, and you know now all of a sudden those people are idiots. Yeah, like, fuck you. Big terrible <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty big gamble. You're, you're, though, you're a skateboard band. What an idiot. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I think that that has led to some quite interesting things. Some of the interviews that they've done after Raw and some of the podcast stuff that they did with Steve Austin has been very good on the network as well. And it was a good opportunity to get Sting to sort of do a, a dry run, having a talk before they put him on the opening segment of Raw. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Is you don't necessarily want someone who hasn't, who who hasn't been really. I mean, yes, obviously we say been in TNA, but hasn't been on that kind of stage for a while. Um, not not to the same extent. Also, on the go home show before uh, WrestleMania, mm-hmm. you kind of want someone to have a a bit of a crack at it first. Yeah, and what was the Staples Centre? Like 20,000 people or something? Yeah, it's fairly yeah. large. So. It's a fairly big crowd as well. Um, it's just, it's really nice to see this happen because Sting is obviously a legend and obviously had no chance at all at going into the Hall of Fame unless he did something like this. Um, so it's really nice, and it's really nice that it's, um, like, for somebody that experienced the Monday Night Wars as they were happening, it's really nice that it's Triple H that he's facing as well because... That was, you know, Triple H turned up and knocked on Sting's door in a tank at one point in the Monday Night Wars. <laughs> so it's really cool that now he's able to be the one that phones Sting up and says, how about you come and do this and we'll get you through it and we'll get you a big push on the network and get you into the Hall of Fame in a couple of years. It's just nice to see that it's happening. Yeah, I also mean not literally on Sting's door. That would have been weird. Well, no, on the arena that was Sting. Apparently, when they did that whole stunt, him and Shawn Michaels on the tank, apparently, like, all the WCW guys, Sting and all the, like, all the standard WCW dudes that were around at the time, were all literally on the other side of that door. I like how you refer to them as as standard WCW guys. Yeah. I can't can't remember exactly in the timeline who was there and who wasn't. Just as if there's just, like, a a, a cutout of just, here is a bunch of WCW guys. It's cool. Yeah, I can't remember because everybody switched companies so much in that time. I can't remember who was there and who wasn't. Buff Bagwell and 
Oh, Jesus Christ. Horace, you remind Horace, me that Buff Horace, Bagwell existed. <laughs> Buff Bagwell and Horace Hogan paying the door. Horace Hogan. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, dear. Brutus the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> God, his WCW run was shit. I think a lot of was most WCW of... run was shit. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of things that were bad in WCW. Yeah. Uh, different podcast, different time for that. Yeah. <laughs> we could probably go. F- we could probably go a few hours on that one. Things that were bad in WCW, um, but I, I do. I, you think I, it award shows long? Wait for that yeah. one. Yeah, I, I do take your point though, generally, Peter, about um, how it is nice to have kind of two faces of the companies from that era coming in uh, and and just going at it against each other. Um, it just seems like Triple H is really nice about this sort of stuff. Like I don't know. <laughs> Triple H has a real respect for the the history of the industry. Yeah, well, apparently that he's Vince a real McMahon, historian as well. As yeah, that. Vince McMahon doesn't really, and Triple H is very into it. But I don't know if anybody um, else watches Total Divas religiously. No. But on this <laughs> latest <laughs> season of Total, <laughs> on this latest season of Total Divas, um, Jim the Anvil Neidhart, who is Natalia Hart's dad, obviously, yes, um, he has some well documented problems with. Um, substance abuse and addiction and in this season of total divas basically triple h says put him into rehab and we'll pay for it oh, that's nice and that's a, just a really nice thing to do and you know that that's like it's the first step get yourself straight get yourself square and then we'll talk about the hall of fame yeah i mean jim neidhart obviously deserves to go into there as well yeah but it's really nice to see i, I think, think that just seems to be a really nice guy coming out of mm. all this but that also seems to be their real attitude as well. It is like, once you are sorted, we will put you in the Hall of Fame, but like yep. not until you are okay. Um, and I really like that approach because it kind of gives guys something to focus on as well, like a reason to push forwards with treatment programs and that kind of thing. Yeah, and I mean, it really has worked with like Scott Hall and Jake Roberts. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Very, very bad addiction problems. Yeah. I, I find... Uh, Jake Snake Roberts is sadly is he's 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 all right, but he still seems to be a, a little bit gone. Just because I think he did it for too long. Yeah, I don't, can't be an alcoholic for that long and and take that many bumps to the head. Yeah, I, I don't think he's entirely all there. Um, unfortunately, um, but Scott Hall is is very. If you hear him speak now, he's he's as he was. Um, he's very erudite and he's very happy to talk about the industry for quite a long time and that kind of thing and that's really good to see that he is as he was which is lovely i think um i also on this car we've got uh I, th- I think probably the next biggest match in my opinion is the undertaker versus bray wyatt that's a fairly big deal um mm. i have been generally liking the build towards this match i think, I it's think been this all right. match is bullshit yeah yeah, I don't. I just don't understand it. I don't get. I don't what know. They do. I don't I, know where they go with it. I don't understand the point of the Undertaker coming back the year after he lost. Yep. Who wins this match? Oh fuck knows. Because if the Undertaker uh, wins, it kills Bray Wyatt. And if, if Bray Wyatt wins, it makes a laughing stock, or it it lessens the impact of everything they've done with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns and the Undertaker's legacy, which is inconceivable. If they screw the Undertaker over again. I will not be happy. I don't think they screwed no. the Undertaker over. Well, they made him lose to Brock Lesnar. And I know that that was something that the Undertaker had 
a saying and I know that he would do anything that is right for the business and it's all part of the big build and it just shows what a great loyal member of the roster that he is but he had a 21 and 0 winning streak at WrestleMania and they threw that away he had the most impressive record in sports entertainment and they threw that away I think to go into this match, you have to forget about the streak. I think that's what WWE has done. They've forgotten, in terms of this storyline, about the streak. This is back to the Undertaker character versus another character. It's not the streak versus someone else, which is what it's been for the past five or six years. It's been Shawn Michaels versus the streak, CM Punk versus the streak, whatever. I think this is back to the old 90s Undertaker like style match where it's Undertaker. Oh, if he comes out in purple else. gloves, it'd be phenomenal. That's that's Yeah, no, yeah, uh, that's true as well. I think Bray Wyatt has done a really good job considering basically the other party in this match has been absent. Hmm. I think he's done a great job in building. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's been really smart to keep Undertaker off TV. Yes, I don't really think having him on free TV before the show is going to help him. Because the man just turned 50 yesterday. So he's not in the greatest of shapes. No, um, I saw so pictures I think from... Him, I, th- I think pictures from around Christmas I saw of him and he didn't look well. He looked like he hadn't been training and he had just... Oh, no, he looks, in pre- he looks in pretty good shape now, actually. He's been training. He's, he's oh, really? improved. Yeah. yeah Michelle but- McCool's been posting on Instagram pictures and videos of him training yeah and he is oh. getting back into shape but you can't tell he's a 55 he's a 50 year old man yeah he's he's now, old. At this point. and he's... i don't really think it helps his mystique to have him on free tv before a match like no absolutely he's been out for the past year um i do think all the stuff with bray wyatt stealing his powers and stuff feels very attitude era yeah it's a bit cheesy yeah, uh, what I can weird. see happening in this match is Undertaker winning, but Wyatt is standing tall at the end of it. Yeah, I think Wyatt would benefit an awful lot from a handshake at the end. Mm. I don't even think a handshake. I think like some sort of like on attack or something afterwards. Yeah, or or Undertaker is put in a casket type thing despite winning. I think that's yeah. probably the most reasonable solution. Mm. I just think it seems, it seems it seems strange to think of it as a solution rather than a match result because <laughs> I don't really think to me I don't to me after what after twenty nine I didn't want to see him come back. Yeah, like um, I felt that. Well, I I think they should have to uh, what twenty eight when it was twenty and zero. Like twenty and zero is just a nice that's a nice point well, to leave it at. In terms of the feud with CM Punk in the match, I thought that was absolutely. Oh, yeah, I I think it was. I, th- I think it was well end. done. But I also think just generally, like, from just a pure legacy point, kind of leaving it in 20-0 would just be a nice, would have been a nice place to go. Well, I think I think it should have been left at 29 myself because of, like, the Paul Bader. Yeah, I think that's true as well. Oh, that, and then Undertaker, like, like, getting his vengeance against Punk. That seemed like a nice finish. Even with the streak ending last year, I didn't want to see that match happen. It happened. I definitely don't want to see him come back again. Yeah. But uh, as the Undertaker, it is going to be special. So 
it's, it's a strange one because all like logical thought is the 50 year old man that was almost died last year after yes. his match shouldn't come back but it is Undertaker yeah that's the thing I do take your point though generally that um, like he uh, he needs some kind of send off at the end of this match they need some kind of way to wrap regardless of the result they need some kind of way to wrap this match up and like wrap his career up but is this going to be his last one I, That's I, the it surely, surely it has to be. Well, well bring him back. <laughs> don't bring well, him back to obviously. Don't bring him back to wrestle every week, but bring him back to <laughs> be around, be a, a make appearances. Well, just have him be like uh, Ron Simmons, just walking around the backstage <laughs> saying "damn" all the time. Yeah. No, he could come back and be part of Bray Wyatt's whatever Bray Wyatt's doing next. I, I I don't think the, I think the thing as well. The only thing he doesn't want to be there every week because yeah, if he if he wanted to be there more regularly, he would sign a legends contract. But he seems to be quite happy doing what he's doing. The thing is, yeah. Undertaker back about twelve years ago said they didn't want to be one of the guys that's hanging on, and I feel like we're getting to the point where he is starting to hang on. If I you think in twenty nine, you could see. A little bit of deterioration. 30 last year. I know he got his bell rung, had a concussion early on in the match, but even then, it didn't look like the old Undertaker. And I'm worried that this one is going to be like a really weak... Well, I thought last year was a, the streak end on a whimper. Like if this is another weak performance, it's going to be a sad sad end to what was obviously one of the best careers ever. Yeah. But I, I, I really hope that he hangs it up soon because it's he's he's 50 year old and he's took one hell of a punishment and he, did, oh, he collapsed last year after the match he didn't even make it past the curtain that pretty much shows you how bad a state his health was at that point I think oh that's... you're worrying me now I hope he's I know well. I, I think he's safer at Bray Wyatt than Brock Lesnar I think anyone's safer yeah. than Brock Lesnar but still I, I, he's, I don't I, I don't really I'll give Bray Wyatt a nice rub but I don't really see the, the real benefit of him coming back year after year now they're just making like Ric Flair please don't make anyone like Ric Flair just make him occasionally show up and talk to Triple H about stuff yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll always say about Ric Flair his, um, his segment with the big show just I think was it the Royal Rumble was one of the funniest things I've ever seen uh, I think by the next thing to discuss in this card probably um, the Rusev versus John Cena match <laughs> is, is Lana still about because he got rid of her but did, did he bring her back again no, no not, yet. not yet I assume she's going to turn up and help John Cena in some way well, or she's going to turn up and save Rusev in some way yeah she has to turn she's up, off on him in a movie so oh is she yeah Oh, well, she's, maybe she won't turn up at all then. Yeah, which is a shame. But um, everyone, everyone loves Lana, but everyone hates Rusev. It's a bit strange. They're going to do a big entrance for this because there was a, a WWE put out a casting call for people who could play Russian soldiers. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can see where this is going. Which perhaps oh, seems, given, given Putin's overtones, might seem a little bit dangerous to go that way. Oh, God. Stage an invasion. 
Yeah. I wonder if this is why Vladimir Putin hasn't been seen in so long. I wonder if he's casting. Yeah. They're going to bring he's, him he's out. Rehearsing. It'll be his big return to the public stage. He'll turn up at WrestleMania and endorse this Bulgarian. Oh. oh it's so ridiculous. He's got the something something medal of Russia. Fake medal. <laughs> That's not real. No, but still. Even though, if you look on his on the, um, the Wikipedia page for the Gold Star Award, he is on it. It's not real. I, I love that sounds like, no, he's clearly, he's got it. Look, he's there every week with it. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody for the Russian government's like picked up, like, go and please stop using our medal we use for war heroes, right? It's a bit weird. <laughs> a bit disrespectful. But That's the other thing I, I find weird, is, is that he's like, He's got this medal, but they don't make any reference to him serving in a war. Like, no, you got the right. Oh, it's not. It's not that medal is for like anyone, but it's oh, mostly okay. given to people who've shown like bravery towards the Russian, Russian Union. It's not whatever. Russian though, is it? It's a Soviet thing. It's a they don't use it anymore. Yeah, yeah. No, I think they still use it. I, but yeah. I don't think they give it out to guys who yeah, are wrestlers from other countries. No, I don't think so. I don't think they're like. Oh, I'm looking um, it up on Wikipedia. I think they're like. You, wrestler from other country, yes, you deserve a medal for some reason. Um, he has Bulgaria tattooed on his arm. I know, that's what's weird. <laughs> so, but I mean, who do you think is coming out on top here? Cena. Um, yeah, it's uh, well, it be, it's one of those things, isn't it? It's Cena fighting in a pay-per-view. Who's going to win? It's going to be Cena. But I think um, the sort of the build-up to it, where he's talked about wanting to represent the USA, and wanting to visit other countries with the US title, I think is all kind of a lead up to what they do after WrestleMania when they go on tour. Mm. Yeah. Because they're in Europe like the week after. And I also think yeah. it's partly an element though of, um, like I was saying, trying to make the mid, the sort of second tier titles much bigger and more relevant than they currently are. Like if you give the US title to John Cena, it's suddenly about 50 times more relevant than it is currently. The same with that ladder match. I reckon if you if you have Daniel Bryan, who who is my guest, come out on top in the ladder match, come out on top. Like the Intercontinental Championship is suddenly worth a lot more. Yeah, yeah. we'll talk about that when we get to that. Yeah, but I, as, well, I think I, I think our problem with the Rusev Cena match is the same problem we've had with Rusev for the entire run. None of us are American, so none of us are at all interested in his storylines. Is that a fair point to say? Yeah, I think so. How, I don't yeah. feel like I can get angry about an anti-American character when I'm Scottish. And some and of the things he says is actually right. You know, Rusev won the belt from Seamus. Mm. An Irishman. You know, who, who was the last US holder of that belt? God knows. Uh, who, who, who did Seamus win it off of? <laughs> uh, Dean Ambrose. Oh, Dean really? Yeah. Oh, yes, Dean Ambrose, because he was the longest. He had it for a long time, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, but that kind of shows you the respect they have for that belt, is that Seamus held it for a while as an Irishman, and then Rusev won it, and he's a Bulgarian pretending to be a Russian, and he won it in a dark match that wasn't even on the pay-per-view. Yeah, it was on the they did network. They it on the, the kickoff show. I was on the network. Yeah. After Raw, one night. Yeah, it was after Raw. That was, was it after Raw. I thought yeah, it was, it was on before. No, it was, yeah. it was after Raw. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of equally weird, but still. <laughs> yeah, strange. But then, yeah, like you say, they they are trying to breathe new life into those titles, and this is a way of doing it. The, the American seem into the Rusev Cena thing, which 
So some seems to be getting over there, but to me, nothing. Don't really care at all. What the match no. uh, Fastlane was okay. It was pretty decent. Um, well, I think Rusev's very talented. I think John Cena Rusev's is. Good. You know, Cena's what Cena is. He's good enough, limited, but like he, he can carry a, a match. Um, I think Rusev's pretty good. It's just the storyline behind it that's ridiculous. Mm. Um, and I think that uh, basically they're doing this storyline with John Cena now that they did with Jack Swagger a year ago. Yeah. And they, they've just switched out characters a few times along the way. It's just a bit ridiculous. Yes. The problem with Rusev is every storyline is just going to be the same. It's like yeah. when you have a character that's so strong around, the character's based on one thing. You can't really do anything with it's like Fandango. Yeah. What can you do with Fandango? He is a dancer. Yeah, exactly. You won't go down. They should probably just get rid of him then. That's yeah. what I'd do. Like... I'd sack him. Rusev. Yeah, yeah no, Fandango. Yeah. A uh, Fandango. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think we'll. I do like, I do like Fandango. So. Oh, no, Colin, come on. Oh, I like Fandango. No. I hate his character. And I liked his old entrance music. Anyway, I think we're all sort of generally agreed <laughs> that Cena is going to come out on top here. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. It's time for Rusev to start yeah. losing. We've also got the Intercontinental ladder match that I kind of hinted at, where it's that uh, seven men is too many. <laughs> they, it's too many men. They okay. could they could drop <laughs> they could drop at least one. They could drop Stardust and uh, R Truth. And uh, I'm fine with R Truth being in there because he's been so. He was the one who started the whole thing off. <laughs> no, he wasn't. You know he what I'm took s- the belt first. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm so upset about as we don't have a Stardust versus Goldust match on this card. Yeah, that's what's ludicrous. Like that needs to when be. When they were building towards it, and then they just decided, ah, no, we'll have Cause, this. Because that needs to be Goldust's like last hurrah, right? You would think so. The man's getting old. You've not got much time to do this big payoff, and you were going towards it, and then you just went, "Ah, no, we'll have this." Which yeah, is really and, annoying. Cause and, I really wanted to see a Stardust Goldust match properly on WrestleMania. Yeah, and their match at uh, Fastlane was kind of weird as well. Yeah, and yep. but you had Dusty Rhodes involved, and anything with Dusty Rhodes is fantastic. So, <laughs> just, you just have Dusty Rhodes on TV every week, just because you get to hear Dusty Rhodes speak, and Dusty Rhodes speaking is incredible. Yeah, I think I would much rather have Paul Heyman doing his Dusty Rhodes impression. That's true. <laughs> uh, has so everybody heard Paul Heyman's it's, Dusty? It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. But I what I, I, I love it. It. that's a, that's the thing Chris Jericho does in his podcast as well. He makes anyone who's worked with Dusty Rhodes do a Dusty Rhodes impression. Um, <laughs> but uh, I I think what I found very odd about that as well though, was. Dusty Rhodes standing backstage while Stardust beat the crap out of Goldust and only calling for help when Stardust had finished. <laughs> He's like, all right, Stardust done. Good. Uh, I need help over here. What? No, you, you call for help Like, while that's going on. To be fair, Dusty Rhodes has been through a lot more violent things than that in his life than a couple of stomps on his son. True. Yeah. True. So who do we like for the Intercontinental? I think it's either going to be Daniel Bryan or Ambrose. One of the two. I'm kind of hoping Brian, for Brian. Well, Brian, it makes sense to bring some prestige back to the title, but I feel like it should be Ambrose because he's been chasing the title for three months. Um, yeah. And I like I like the idea that 
I don't know if you see I put it on Twitter the other week. It was Ambrose wins the title. He challenges Reigns the next night on Raw and inadvertently after the match costs Reigns the title when Rollins cashes in. I think that <laughs> sets you up forever. Well, they have like a brutal match. Reigns wins, but he's so beat down that Rollins cashes in. So it's essentially Ambrose's fault. Rollins wins the title. And then somehow it leads and to the reformation of the shield. No, you have six months of them all <laughs> fighting each other. It's just really all I want no, to see. No, no, no. Right it somehow leads to shield reforming and everything is amazing again. You can't have the shield reform, can you? Really? No. Please, please you, don't do that. You, you can't, but I can dream. I can dream. Yeah, nothing, nothing ever reforms or as version two is ever good. No. Anything ever. Not. I guess that's true. Except maybe DX. Uh, yeah. and that wasn't really a reformation. That was just Shawn Michaels leaving for a bit. Yeah. But yeah. no, nothing. No. <laughs> just no. No. Uh, I think our truth has been pretty entertaining on the way up to this, except for oh, when he... I hated every second well, he's been involved no, with. I think he's been relative entertaining, except every week on Raw with a JBL and Connery. Yeah. Like all the other little bits he's done, been entertaining. But on Connery with JBL, my I just I muted the TV twice <laughs> watching Raw. Well, couldn't couldn't fair, listen to it anymore. If you're watching Raw, then you're likely to have the TV muted anyway because Booker T and JBL. Fuck me, That's I true. Know. Michael Cole in between them. <laughs> Michael Cole's not much better. Yeah. Seriously, oh, what are they thinking with that announced team? I have no idea. When they have. Like there is some talent in NXT that they could bring up. Hmm. Um, I don't know, but I think the announced team has been terrible on, well, in WWE in general for a long time. Like Jerry the King Lawler is dreadful, and he's um, been doing that job for like twenty years now. Yeah, it's yeah, very he's true. Unfortunately, back for the pay per view, so we're going to have to put up with JBL King and Cole at Mania. Yep. Which I'd rather have my ears. Co- yeah, like caught with wax. I'd, ra- I'd rather listen to the Spanish commentary team. Oh, I, yeah. I'd love oh, the to. Think about the Germans. They were entertaining. <laughs> yeah, the they were good. No, I had like six I... guys huddled around one monitor. It was really <laughs> strange. They should, yeah. uh, they they should do it like uh, Wrestle Kingdom Nine, where uh, Jim Ross is providing alternate commentary. <laughs> yeah, no, they really should. You, Jim could, Ross Ross, just do that. You, you could switch. You could switch over. It's just Jim Ross and Matt Striker providing alternate commentary. They <laughs> should just do that anyway. They should put it on the Twitch or Justin TV or whatever it is. Yeah, just have, have restreaming it with them talking. Yeah, uh, that'd be why great. Not? Oh, that would be cool. Uh, so, but yeah. nobody thinks Ziggler for the Intercontinental. No, no. Fuck, I think he's had it too oh. much, and I think. He's he's beaten Brian twice in a row now, which is a sign to me that he's not going to win. Really, I I've kind of thought that they're giving him a little bit of a push. I would... be, he beat Brian clean and raw at raw. Yeah, but uh, WWE logic is if the guy's winning, then it's always the other guy you don't expect to win. <laughs> yeah. The guy exactly. that built up never wins. It's, it's, yeah, it's, I kind of um, think that the way the way this is all built, I kind of think that Dean Ambrose should win it. Yes, um, but Ziggler's really good in ladder matches, and Daniel Bryan's really good just in general. Um, but what has me, what I'm most excited about with this match is not the match itself, but what happens afterwards, because they're obviously pulling towards Bryan and Ziggler 
and Ambrose doing something. And I think yeah. if they shed the other ones from that are involved in this ladder match, and those three go on some kind of storyline together, could be really cool because they're obviously very good performers and can do some really good matches together. Um, and also, yeah, I'd be fine it, with, it would give, be really give, cool just to see Dean Ambrose call Daniel Bryan a turd again. But give give <laughs> give Bad News just every week. something to do. Just every week. Yeah. Um, is Bad News Barrett any good? Yeah, yes. he's all right. Fantastic. You have to like him anyway because he's English. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I have to like him. He just turns up <laughs> and says, this is my bloody belt every week. Yeah, yeah he's really good. And he, he, has, he can be phenomenal on the mic, especially if you've seen his Nexus run against Cena. Some of his promos were just absolutely five star. But I think it's a shame that we're five years later and he's nowhere, really. <laughs> he, he got the yeah. title back, had a little bit of momentum, and then kind of... Uh, weathered well, he, away again. He didn't. He came back from injury and he got the Intercontinental title back and then he was just jobbed out to anybody that could turn up at Raw with a contract. Yeah. He lost to everyone. Having the Intercontinental title is a curse. You, just, you never fucking win. <laughs> All these guys are real... probably standing at the bottom of the side of, oh, please don't let me claim this. Oh, <laughs> I'm, God, not, no. I'm not going I'm up just... there, no. I'm just going to take a quick wee tumble off this ladder. Oh, I fell off. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it's a real shame, though, because when you hear, like, you, there's been a couple of promos with, like, Dean Ambrose, and I think Daniel Bryan have done a couple of promos each where they've talked about the history of it and the people that used to hold it. And it's all, like, that's how I think of the Intercontinental Championship. I think of Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect and I just like, Macho Man think, Randy Savage. And, I just constantly think of Pat Patterson. Yeah. Pat, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Just all the time. Um, but it has kind of, like when I was, when I first started watching wrestling in like the late 80s, early 90s, the Intercontinental Championship was the one that I was interested in. Yeah. Because Hulk Hogan was the champion and I didn't care. He was fighting against Nikolai Volkov or Sergeant Slaughter or whoever. I didn't care. Yeah, yeah. But the Intercontinental Championship was interesting and it had good matches around it and it had good talent around it. Mm. And it's like, since I've sort of, been away for a long time and then come back to watching the wrestling it's not it's treated as kind of a bit of a joke even this build-up to this ladder match has been all a bit of a joke with them stealing the belt yeah and r-truth doing his funny little cartoon tiptoe and i don't i like our, i like r-truth's cartoon tiptoe i like yeah, r-truth yeah. just doing it like really unsubtly sticky under his jacket and then yeah. luke harper coming in just staring at him out so he gave him the belt yeah but it is still it's a championship in the promotion, you know. They, yeah, they I know. have to have some respect for it. See, I people are like, oh, just pass you on hot potato means there's no respect for it. I think there's a lot of respect for it. I think it indicates that everyone wants the belt. Yeah, but I think but it, they have to earn it a bit more. They have yeah. To, it has to go to the right people. But even when they pass it about, every single champion in the past five years has cut the same promo. Uh, you can look back and all cut the same promo and bring Prestige back to this title. Yeah. Every yeah. single person in the past five years has said that and WWE hasn't booked it like that. And uh, one of the promos that I think, well, Ambrose cut on the kickoff show for Fastlane, it was about a 10 minute sit down interview talking about the title and it was absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And then you go into Raw and it's absolute garbage around it. I would like but, to see. Um, I would like to see somebody like Ambrose, and actually, I would like to see Ambrose win it. Um, 
but I would like to see whoever wins it to have a good long run with it. Yeah. A, a meaningful run as well. Yes. It, Just no no champion. champion yeah, that Intercontinental Champion doesn't seem like a champion. No, not at all. He's just a guy that holds a belt and more or less, more than likely going to lose. Yeah, been like that for years, and it's really frustrating. It is I I could agree with you there, but this could be this will be absolutely brilliant. It will be match of the night. Um, I probably. I but, like I uh, like putting I, a big ladder match back on it. I think is a good one. Yeah, that makes me happy. I feel like it's been been missing the past few years, but I feel like the, some of the guys in here deserve a proper storyline. Like yeah, Brian, that's true. Ambrose. But does, does anyone else do, think it's kind of weird where they made Barrett give up his belt on like Raw to Kane to hang it up? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a heel yeah, being a dick. It's a heel. It, but it's, but, it's just yeah. it's just like you clearly don't need this belt cane. Like it, they're not going to hang it up till Sunday. It's fine. They don't need to go hang it up right now. <laughs> it's like you've got a bit. They hung it up for the Ziggler Brian match, didn't they? Which is weird because yeah, yeah, yeah. they've got to take it down again. <laughs> yeah, but they've got plenty of ladders about. Yeah, just like, like, whichever you Brody went and pulls it six. down, it's like, yeah, I'm the champion. <laughs> yeah, just run away with the belt. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I, I, I I think it's probably going to be Brian personally, but. I mean, yeah. I think you've got to have Brian and Cena as your two second tier champions, and that could potentially be a very good thing. Yeah, no, I don't. I'd kind of like to see Brian get back into the heavyweight championship run. Yeah. I don't know how likely that is, but I would like to see it. Nobody else has the same sort of crowd support as as Brian. No, I don't really think he's going to get back up to that point for a while. Uh, I think the company's moved on a bit in the past year, which is a shame. I don't. Mm. I'm just not even sure if he'll get the title again. I think. I think there's a good chance he will, but I think there is that doubt that that was his one shot, which is a shame. It's a real shame considering how it ended. Um, but also this seven man tag match or seven man ladder match, I think, is a. It's just a good way of getting. As many people a chance to go to WrestleMania. As yeah, possible. I think that's the big. You know, I think that's the the great thing with it. It's kind of yeah. a bit. It's the same with the Andre the Giant thing. It's, yeah. Well, in that match, there's going to be like what twenty people. So that's yeah. eighteen people that otherwise wouldn't have been at WrestleMania. Exactly, which is nice. I think that's just great. Um, yeah, and we're going to have an NXT guy as well. Yes. So and the Andre the Giant, which. Yeah, the, the thought of Finn Balor at WrestleMania has got me. Oh, it'd be good! Like incredibly unnatural, excited. So <laughs> is uh, that who's who's going in? Who, no, do it's, we know? it's whoever wins the WrestleMania Access tournament. Right. So there's like a tournament over this week, I guess, at WrestleMania Access, which is like fan thing for the week, and then whoever wins that gets to be in the in the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. So yeah, is so, it going to be somebody that's rumored to be coming up anyway? I don't know. Well, it's tur- tournament participants will include Adrian Neville, Finn Balor, Tyler Breeze, and Hideo Itami. So mm. it's going to be probably one of those four guys, realistically. Probably Neville. Yeah. Yeah, that's we'll what I would guess Neville. from those four. Yeah, but um, a Finn been... Balor entrance at WrestleMania. Oh my god. <gasps> Well, yeah, yeah no, but, no, but, 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 but yeah, but you're not going to get a Balor entrance this year in the Entree of the Giant because you can't oh, do well. 
You can't redo people's entrances where there's <laughs> 20 guys. It's like half no. an hour before you before you can start a <laughs> fucking match. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. But my pick for this match will be Seamus. Yeah? Uh, yeah, because I've been doing the return promos for him, and he's not appeared yet, so he's going, I think he's going to appear in this. Uh, I think it's, but I don't see... I mean, it's it's going to uh, be Zack Ryder, clearly. <laughs> I don't see... Or Mizdow. Yeah. Oh, I'd love Mizdow to win this. How great would that be to Mizdow to win this? If it's Miz and Mizdow, and Mizdow wins it. I'd oh love my to see God. that. That is the ultimate payoff. Yeah. I want to see that so badly. That would be but, fantastic, but I don't think the WWE would do it. No, no. I think it'll, I think it'll be Sheamus, and I don't think a WrestleMania crowd is going to get behind Sheamus. Surely it's going to be Axel Mania. I kind uh, of thought it might be Ryback. Yeah, yeah, it could be. There's a few guys I could happily see it being. There's a lot of power if you're looking at the name. Yeah. Adam Rose, Zach Ryder, yeah. Jack Swagger, Titus O'Neil, Darren Young. What I'm, what I'm, why are the Ascension in this and not in the tag title match? Because uh, they turned up for their little little push when they got promoted and nobody liked them. Mm. Yeah, it's been a bit of a flop. It shame. has. It's been a terrible flop. They've been pitched as new road warriors and it just hasn't worked. No, I feel sorry for them. Yeah. But look, looking at it, there's really no... There's not many people you could really pick out of this list. Oh, Adam Rose. Oh. That's exactly what I'm saying here. Heath Slater, Sin Cara, Eric Rowan. So you, it, the full list is The Miz, Curtis Axel, Ryback, Fandango, Adam Rose, Zach Ryder, Jack Swagger, Titus O'Neil, Darren Young, Big Show, Kane, <gasps> Eric Rowan, David Mizdale, Sin Cara, Goldust, Heath Slater, Mark Henry, Connor, Victor, and the winner of the NXT WrestleMania Access Tournament. It's just like the definition of just below mid-card, isn't it? Mm. It's like, well, none of you guys are going to do anything else, so we'll lump you all in here. And what's disappointing is there's no one I can see winning it who are then like, oh, that guy's a standout now. With like um, Cesaro winning it last year. I, I know he didn't do a lot with the fact he won it, but like it was also like that, that guy's... As a winner, you were like, "Yeah, I'm, I can get behind Cesaro winning this." Like, there's no one here I can really be like, "Oh, that's kind of awesome." That guy won. No, um, it depends. The, the, the only person that could see that is Mizdow. Yeah, I'd love Mizdow to win it. I think possibly Ryback will win it. Um, I would love to see whoever comes up from NXT do. They obviously they're not going to win it, but do really well. Have a good strong run in it. What um, they do? Neville could do some pretty sweet things in this match. Yeah, Adrian Neville could be that. fairly impressive. It's just gonna be, it's gonna be Tyler Breeze, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it could well be. But I think it'll be Adrian Neville, but I I I don't say that. But I just I want to see everyone in the ring and then Finn Balor just making his eight minute entrance right down that ramp. Think how long that ramp is. How think how far he needs to crawl. That's quite a long while. <laughs> Just want to see that. I think that's sort of a problem, really. It's just going to take him so long to get to the ring. Maybe they'll like yeah. build in like a conveyor belt, so like it's one of those like airport port things. Oh yeah, so yeah. You're yeah. Actually going quicker than you actually. 
And you have to you have to keep in mind that Triple H is going to make an entrance at WrestleMania, so that's probably going to be like ten minutes. That's true. Yeah, true. And the the John Cena Rusev one's probably going to be a big one as well. Undertaker. Yeah, yeah Undertaker. Uh, Undertaker is going to take like half the show. Mm. Just uh, he's a load. Of, he's a load of caskets for some reason. Okay, it's weird. <laughs> now uh, everything's just dark, and we're waiting like literally about fifteen <laughs> seconds between yeah. each gong. Yeah. Yeah. The Undertaker entrance is the most spectacular thing ever. So, Everything's uh, dark. Watch it is slowly more purple. Oh, it is the best entrance, just, though, isn't it? Oh my god! I, I wrote about it in my blog. I'm going to put up on the blog about 29, and it's just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, greatest, I mean, he's greatest entrance ever. You can't but, deny that he's brilliant. <laughs> the thing that I liked about 29 was they were so struggling for time, but Undertaker still took his time. He wasn't rushing down for anyone. Yeah. But I think that's also because he's an old man. It probably takes him that long to just walk down <laughs> the ramp. <laughs> he's like, this is just how fast I walk. What? Um, well, he also got the, uh, obviously missing out, the Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins match, which I really like the build to this, personally. Mm, I think this actually could be technically a match of the night. I've heard some people complain that they... Thought this was rushed a little bit, but I would rather have it so you've got the Randy Orton's vs. Seth Rollins match at WrestleMania. Yeah. I think the yeah, build up yeah. has been a little bit rushed, but I don't care because the match has such potential. Yeah, I think the answer to me would have been to bring Randy Orton back earlier than you brought him back. I think maybe bringing him back at Royal Rumble would have been the solution. Um, but on the other hand, I like how blatant Randy Orton was about it. I love Randy Orton winking into the camera. Um, <laughs> which, and then Randy Orton clearly not giving a shit and just flipping Seth Rollins off. Uh, yeah, and they cut that out over here, though. Yeah, the, <laughs> ca- the camera work pretty hastily, uh, making sure that... Because it got shown, and I think they, they cut, cut to an angle where uh, you could see like his forearms, but not his hands. Yeah, <laughs> dropped the camera, basically. And, yeah. and that was... yeah, that uh, was. Uh, but I love him for doing that. Because he was also clearly told, no, you can't do that. He's like, yeah, look, I can, clearly. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> Check this out. I love this, I love this 10 minute promo of telling Rollins how he's going to betray him later on tonight and yeah. wait and just maul him. Yeah. And Rollins, um, well, he basically hugs Rollins and says, I'm only kidding, and Rollins believes him, which yeah. I thought was so blatant, but absolutely hilarious at the same point. I, I did love that he really picked his spot as well. I thought it was cool. The fact that he, like, <laughs> Waited until I like Kane and Big Show were gone, took out J and J security, and like got Rollins to send J and J security away from the ring. Uh, and then they were like, "Yeah, we don't need J and J security. It's cool, right? We're we're good by ourselves. It's awesome." Um, and then he just like so blatantly set himself into a position where he could portray Rollins and did. It was just perfect. It's very strange because Rollins has been a genius so far. Then on this, it was just a complete. Just so it, I don't know how he was this much of an idiot with it. No, but what does Rollins uh, think? Yeah, <laughs> what does Rollins think? Did give us was the best guest host of Raw ever, and John Stewart. John Stewart was pretty great. Yeah, uh, can we just take a minute to I, appreciate I how loved, great John Stewart was? I loved his terrified backstage interview. That was yeah, that absolutely. was absolutely brilliant. Like, do, do the wrestlers come through here sometimes? Do, I I should go into a room, right? I'm gonna go into a room. It's cool. Uh, yeah, I I thought he was brilliant. I I loved how 
brazen he was in the ring. And also I loved how he knew, he really knew what he was talking about. Um, yeah, he, he's, he caught a fan and he was actually a guest host that furthered the storyline because you could see that little seed of doubt being planted in Rollins' head Yeah, as he was talking. It was ab- absolutely fantastic. I'm, I'm sad that uh, he isn't involved somewhat in this match. I thought that had been pretty cool. Yeah. Um, John Stewart, a special guest referee. Yeah, I, I was a shame that I just did it as like a one-week kind of throwaway, I think. I yeah. think that's a bit of a shame of it. Well... I'd like to see John Stewart back again. Yeah. I thought I think he'd be fantastic. But I did also really like how he kind of talked about how Seth Rollins didn't earn anything. I think was a really good part of that promo, uh, and talking mm. about the money in the bank, saying it wasn't his. Like, and how he say like, "I was there. I was in the front row. You did not earn that money in the bank contract." I thought that was a really nice spot in that promo, mm. which really worked. Um, we've also got the the fantastic. Uh, well, who do you think's gonna win that quickly? Orton. Peter? Yeah, I think Orton. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Orton wins, then Rollins cashes in. Yeah, so Rollins gets to do something late in the night, yeah. Um, they always have the guy lose before he cashes in. Yeah. Always. The uh, never, guy never wins before he cashes in. Then we've got the fantastic AJ Lee and Page versus the Bella Twins. Mm. Yeah. yeah. We In do have that. Yeah. I, I, I am saddened by half of this match. Is it the Is Bella, it the Bella Twins? Okay, can you take out the Bella <laughs> Twins and just give me AJ Lee versus Paige? Because I would watch that. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to... I was complaining on Twitter about the match a couple weeks ago in Raw, but it was a, actually a pretty decent match. But I just... I can't stand the Bellas. And I, and I have big... watched... To- I've watched Total Divas in the past few weeks and I still can't stand the Bellas. It makes me hate them even more. I do it's love... Big... Oh, sorry, Peter, go. Sorry, it's been good to see them give more time to the Divas matches over the past few weeks. Oh, yeah, for sure. They've they've had some really lengthy matches. It's just a shame that the Bellas have been involved because they're not the strongest. No, I think Nikki Nikki Bellas improved and she's better than Brie, but I don't like them in any way, shape or form. And I'm glad they're not renewing their contracts and hopefully this is the last match. Um, I do love the vaguely psychopathic uh, sorry, psychotic attack that AJ Lee did when she came back and just went fucking mm. crazy. Um, that was mm. nice to see in the Divas division. Yeah, and it, I, I don't know. I think that are the Divas not renewing their contract or are the Bellas not renewing their contract because they are the stars of Total Divas and that gets like 2 million viewers every week. The said and um, Total, the episode of Total Divas that aired last week in the US that they're not renewing yeah. their contracts. That was like the, the big yeah. reveal. That was the season but, finale, but I can't it? see it happening. They are the they are oh. the stars, I hope um, which happens. is kind of a shame because the divas. I think we're at a point where we could turn the divas division all around and make it actually about wrestling for a while. You know, there is talent in that division with Paige and AJ and um, Natty Hart and um, even coming up from NXT like Charlotte and Sasha Banks. You know, there is a good core of talent there that doesn't have to just be somebody's wife or somebody's valet. Yeah, um, that's right. They could actually put on good matches. And I think that we're not going to get that if the, the Bella Twins are to be the face of the Divas division for the next couple of years. So we're not no. going to see that at all. They've left before and the, the division did benefit. I don't think they're not good. Their mic work's terrible. They're not believable. 
They're, they're, no. they're, they're bang average in the ring. And they are two of the worst actresses I've ever seen act in anything ever. Even in Total Divas, where they're abysmal. just playing yeah. themselves. Yeah, you have just to be being themselves. <laughs> Can't even do that. Yep. They are dreadful. Oh, but are you, are, Absolutely. Do you care to pick a winner in this? Age and AJ. I was, oh, I God, you hope so. The, yeah. yeah I, I thought on Raw they were going to make this a title match, as in whoever gets the pinfall gets the title, but they haven't put that stipulation on, so it's just a tag match, which yeah, is strange. Yeah, it would be but... nice to see... Um, I would like to see Paige and AJ win, and then I would like to see a title match on Raw the next night where Nikki loses the belt. And then I'd like to see Paige and AJ have a storyline for the belt for a good long, good long run. Mm. Like last year. Do we just want that forever now, basically? Pretty much, yeah. An eternal just... feud between Paige and AJ. Yeah, well, just long enough until Charlotte comes up from NXT and then she can join in. <laughs> I don't, do you not remember they brought her up and then jobbed her out to yeah, br- br- bring her up again properly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was still one of the most baffling things I've ever seen in my life. They had a promo package before it, hyping her up, and she came out and she lost, I think, somewhere or Natalia, one of the two. Made yeah. no sense. Yeah. And Summer is dreadful. Oh my god, yeah. Ah. Oh. Is that WrestleMania oh. then? Yeah, that's the, that's the Divas division. Just awful. <laughs> uh, so I think no more matches, a tag title match. Yeah, so we've got Tyson Kidd and Cesaro versus Los Matadors versus the New Day versus the Usos. Um, and that's not actually on the card, is it? That's on the that's, kickoff show. That's the kickoff show. Yeah. Poor fucking Cesaro. Yeah. I'm sorry, but he's on the kickoff again. And he's a champion this time. I feel really sorry for him. But he needs yeah, to improve point, his promos. Actually. He needs to improve his promos or he's never going to get anywhere. Yes, I think that, that, that interview it. that Vince McMahon gave with Stone Cold Steve Austin where he said basically the reason why Cesaro isn't bigger is because he doesn't have the charisma yet. I think that he got a lot of stick for that and I think that at the core of that, he was right. Absolutely right. Um, and it's a real shame because Cesaro is obviously one of the best in-ring, in-ring performers. Um, so I really hope that he does improve his promos. And I think that some of the stuff that they've done with Tyson Kidd and Natalia Hart have been moving in that direction. Um, I think oh, that... Did you see the New Day promo? Like in the little box that popped up? Yeah. Where they were doing the, like, the synchronised clap. Oh, yeah. See, stuff like that, fantastic. But any other promo with Cesaro is just awful. It's yeah, I think the more they, they work with people like the Usos as well, the more natural he'll get at talking. Because the Usos, I think, are fantastic at just taking the mic and just talking. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think yeah, even when yeah, they were on yeah. commentary, they were really good. Yeah. Um, um, but, so the I th- Usos I think, confirmed for this, because I know Jimmy was injured, or Jay was injured, one and two. Well, they, they were talking on Raw like they were definitely going to do it. All right, okay. Um, so hopefully... This is it. Um, yeah, they actually asked Jay. I think it was Jay that was injured, wasn't it? I don't know. I think he had a shoulder injury. Um, they actually yeah. asked him if his shoulder injury would be okay on time, and he said it doesn't matter. It's WrestleMania, so we'll be there. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's, if he's like, I will wrestle with one arm if required. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what the kickoff show was for last year? 
Fatal four way tag team title match, the Usos Real Americans ride back some lost Matadoras. So the tag uh, division is exactly where it was a year ago at this point. See, my my hope for this though is because there was some And you re- have the new day there. No no. My hope is I want the new day to win. And what? and then defend <laughs> but then defend the tag team titles under Freebird rules. No. Just because they can bring back Freebird rules, and Freebird rules are brilliant. But the, no, the anything that has the New Day winning is not brilliant. Free day rules, no. man. Freebird rules, man. You know the Freebird rules are good. There's some good rules. Not with the New Day. Well, there's no one else who can make Freebird rules work in a minute, so it has to be the New Day. Well, well could, what, what's my Doris could. I guess that is technically true. You could have Torito in certain matches. They had an interspecies match. On yeah, on SmackDown they did on SmackDown and then again on Raw. Again on Raw, oh my! Yeah, God. this week's Raw they did the same match again because they obviously haven't can, worked can, out that Los Matadores are fucking terrible. Can I just ask how are they in this title match and how are the New Day in this title match? I God I don't knows. know. It's just like how Connor and Victor in the Ascension. Like, <laughs> what have they done to upset someone? Because they 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 came up and they got a bit of a push. And now all of a sudden they've been forgotten for this match, and the New Day and Los Matadores are somehow inexplicably involved. God, it makes no asking, sense to me. It, oh, no, I don't. Know. I think you it, even have the... Sinkar and Kalisto on Superstars. <laughs> I'd rather have them in this than these two teams. Yep, I oh, think the also... tag team division has shown signs of improvement, but. I don't know. I think it's this match, particularly, and the run up to it have been a bit of a step backwards. Also, how has no yeah. one pitched Fandango and Adam Rose as a tag team yet? They've been fusing. Oh, why? They're just the tag team material. I think Fandango's a face now. I'm feeling confused. <laughs> I think he's, uh, he was smiling and he shaved his beard off. It was strange. But well, isn't the new improved Fandango bad guy? But it was good a few weeks ago. I'm so confused. I don't understand what's happening. Oh, Fandango's just awful. No, uh, he's new and improved. No, no. It's they kept saying <laughs> so for some reason. They made that the tagline. You, it was very odd. Do you know what I really feel bad about? I feel bad about ripping on the New Day all the time because I like the three guys that are in it. I just yeah. hate the gimmick. Yeah, no, oh, the gimmick like is dreadful. Three Those three guys are talented. They can do good work, but the gimmick is awful. Yeah, the gimmick is but the worst. I feel bad for ripping on them because it's not their fault. No, not at all. But the gimmick is awful. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. What what is a what is Biggie's like uh, MLK speeches and it like just vibrates when the camera's on them though. It makes no sense. <laughs> oh, I quite like they just vibrates. <laughs> what is the, that? The, they gave the really weird backstage one where they talked about how nice guys finished first and the whole time <laughs> Big E seemed to be doing push-ups into midair. Like <laughs> Big E was sitting on the ground uh, with his legs split and his hands like at shoulder height, and just occasionally pushing them forwards and breathing out, and then pushing them back into his, pulling them back into his body. I was like, "This is I don't know what's going with Big E right now." Very yeah, confusing. Maybe doing DDP yoga because that's what that sounds like. Yeah, but it was just it was just the fact that it was like in a promo. All right. <laughs> It was like, I don't really understand what was happening. It was like in a promo and he was doing stuff. I was like, this is a weird decision, really. (laughs) 
But who? So who is going to be the new champions? Or the retain? Yeah, I, I think you can't put on the Usos because of the shoulder injury, though. Surely. Oh yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, don't I think the only, the only decent outcome from this is for Kid and Cesaro to retain. Retain. I think. Mm. I can't, if they make if they make New Day all Los Matadores champions, it will just be like giving up on the tag team division. And I think the Usos, um, if there is still an injury problem there, I think they don't need that extra pressure for another few weeks at least. Um, I, I really like the Usos; they carried that division for a year, but I don't think I don't think it's right to make them carry it for the next year as well. Um, no. So uh, the only sensible decision, I think, is for Kid and Cesaro to retain, and hopefully Connor and Victor to do something in the Andre the Giant thing that makes them look like they're slightly more competent. And we'll they'll see be a bit chucked more. out in the first two minutes. Let's be honest. Yes, I think they probably will. I know. I, I know we'll have in hope, but let's be honest. They're they're never going to go anywhere. Anyway, um, I have got a question about Ascension. Their finishing move. Yeah. That was a yes. tag team in the Attitude Era did that as well. Who was it? Uh, the Fall of Man. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, it wasn't called the Fall of Man, obviously. It was something else. Uh, was it the Dudleys? No, they had the 3D. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, they did. Okay. Uh, um, I don't know. There was definitely a tag team that did I hate that it, same though. I hate thing. it so much. It's such a terrible Don't you hear the move? It's just oh, a, it's really it's good. a terrible finisher. It's like, it's fine no, as it... It's fine as a signature, but I feel it lacks impact as a tag team finisher. Oh, but it looks so hard. The Eliminators, and that was ECW with Perry Saturn. Oh, yes, that's who it was. Uh, uh, and then the beautiful people in TNA, Angelina Love and Velvet Sky used it. But it just, oh, it doesn't, know. it's just, no. It's Perry Saturn that I remember doing it. But it's the one I'm thinking yeah. of, right? Where like one swoops the legs and the other one comes yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it just yeah, it, it lacks a bit of impact for me. You think? Yeah, I don't think it's really, really good because it's like it's a team thing for a start. No, I, I, involved, I'm bored of it being a team thing. And... I'm bored of it being a team thing, but I like team things that are like the the 3D or like the um, uh, electric chair drop thingamajig. Doomsday device. That's what I mean. Um, like those kind of ones are cool. Like the Doomsday device looks awesome. That's still the best tag team finisher, clearly. But it looks pretty brutal. Yeah, the person is taking it. Yeah, but I don't know. The Fallen Man just doesn't really do it for me. Mm. Like it, it looks more like a signature move than a finisher. I just kind of think. I don't think it's shot well in WWE, so it doesn't yeah, look good. But just like it's, it looks like it's a signature just set up to something else. Anything? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good point about the way they shoot it as well. WWE's camera work's gone really weird. Yeah. Really downhill. Also, yeah, I, I, I don't... I, zooming in for every impact. I don't understand... Oh, I, I, don't, I, want, I want Kevin Dunn to get sacked, because that does my head on. Also, I don't understand I don't why they. Zooming in but why have they bought in? Why have they bought in the corner cameras and then they don't seem to actually use them? Oh, the GoPro. Oh, they used a little bit on Raw, but like hardly ever. No, not very even... much. They're really crap quality as well. Yeah, you yeah, think if you're going to do that, you need to get you need to get something that is good quality in there. 
And they could do those same shots with a zoom lens from the other side of the crowd. Yeah, easily. If they wanted to. They did that for the original NXT. That's some really cool camera angles. Yeah. It's just all those GoPros in the corners seem to do is trip Daniel Bryan up every time he comes to the ring. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. The the ring looks really strange now. Yeah, it does with the weird domes on top. Yeah. Uh, I, I also find it very weird that they clearly just like clipped on kind of thing because you can see the join yeah they yeah, have it it's like they couldn't even be bothered to weld them properly they're just yeah. like a little <laughs> r2d2 shaped thing stuck on top like it looks like if someone botches it they're just gonna kick the gopro off i would love to see that i'd love to see somebody pull it off one week and hit somebody else with it well i'd obviously like da- da- GoPro. <laughs> but i'd, I'd obviously yeah. like daniel bryan like botched a flying knee and just take the gopro out instead yeah, that would be awesome. And if we can see it from the GoPro's point of view. Yeah, just, 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 just Daniel Bryan flying at the screen. <laughs> in 3D. That's what you need 3D yeah. for that. Just to see if you're going to get kneed in the face with Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Um, well, I think we're are we all slightly underwhelmed by WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, this will be the first, it'll be my wife's first WrestleMania. She's got into the wrestling since I introduced her through the gateway drug, which is Total Divas. Um, <laughs> she now demands that we watch Raw every Tuesday evening. Well, that's um, pretty good. Yeah. And she even, like, she'll say things like, is it NXT tonight? And I'll be like, yes, it is. Let's go <laughs> and watch. Um So she's quite excited about it, although she wants all the people that appear on Total Divas to win. Um, and she quite liked Ryback because he shouts a lot, I think. Um, so I'm solid quite excited reason. to see it. Yeah, I'm quite excited to see it. I'm even quite looking forward to some of the matches, I think. Um, I would like to see, like I say, the fallout from the Intercontinental Championship ladder match, I think is much more interesting than the match itself. But like Rollins and um, Randy Orton could be a good match. The ladder match could be a good match in itself. I think there's some interesting things happening, some potential for some really good matches. I'm just, I don't know, I think there's equal potential for some really underwhelming matches, like the Divas and the Andre the Giant thing and the tag team debacle. And, you know, I think it could be 50-50. The main event is pretty 50-50, I think, as well. Yeah. It could be a disaster or it could be fantastic. The two guys in the match don't call matches themselves. They're the normal guy forward. So it's going to be strange to how see how they work, work this out. But... Yeah, that's a good point. I, I don't really... This is the first WrestleMania I can remember that I'm not actively excited about it. I'm looking forward to the fact that it's WrestleMania. I'm not really looking forward to the card, which is a bit of a strange feeling. Because um, I wish I was more interested... And Reigns, but there's been no character development for Reigns in the past year since the Shield split. I feel like the other two guys have developed a character, Reigns hasn't, so I'm not really interested. I'm more interested to see what happens after it with Rollins than the actual match. Yeah. And I'm, um, I'm, I'm more interested now I know that Lesnar's staying because you can, you, there's a lot more it could happen. You could have like a Heyman turn or a, like, I don't know. The authority helps uh, Reigns win or something like that. But I'd love to see a double turn at the end. Mm. Well, I imagine a baby face Brock Lesnar <laughs> chasing after the authority. 
Oh yeah, the authority. Oh, the authority. It turns out Reigns has sided with the authority in order to win. He wins the belt, and then Brock Lesnar spends the next six months just destroying anything in to do with the authority. Yes, because Reigns is Reigns is upset about people saying he can't do it. So he, he's it's like, it'll be like the Austin thing where he knows he can't afford to lose, and then sides with the evil authority. Yep. Oh, that would be cool. I'd be far more interested in that than our Reigns win. Yeah, they're well, not going to do that though, are they? It's, it's just going to be yeah, boring. it's going to be a Reigns win. Yeah, uh, but the Sting Triple H, pretty pretty excited to see Sting. Randy Orton, Seth Rollins will be brilliant, and I see title match will be good. So I think it'll be a decent show, but it's just not one. I don't feel like there's much. I don't feel like there's like there's much heat in any, any of the feuds going into it. No, no, I think that's really? certainly true. I think it's a big issue. It's just there's. I'm just not sold. I'm not sold on any of the feuds. That's no, my problem. I think that I think this is a product of WWE not developing anyone's character. Exactly. The past, not, not even the past year. This is just a long term problem, really. Yeah. Even in the past, well, looking at the past year, Reigns' character hasn't developed since he's worked with the Shield. No. You're relying. You're relying on your 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 two big matches are three part timers in it. Yeah, that's a Martin, big problem. Uh, the only person that I can think they've done a great job with is Seth Rollins. I think everyone else have let them down. Yes, absolutely. Which, which is, I think, why most people are underwhelmed with this this match, this uh, pay per view. Yeah, uh, anyway, but we'll, it's WrestleMania. We'll yeah, I, I mean, we'll go enjoy because it it's WrestleMania. That's the thing. That's where WWE have got us, really. Um, right, that's probably yeah. Gonna... And they don't they don't need pay per view buys anymore. No, exactly. everyone subscribed already. Yeah. Like they're not, they're not fighting for your money. They have your money already. You're going yeah. to watch. Uh, but anyway, I think that's which pretty... is kind of sad because that kind of makes WrestleMania just another show. Yeah, I mean, they don't they're... have to build to it for people to buy it. Because the... it's just another stop on the storyline. Yeah, I mean, the original plan was that WrestleMania wasn't going to be on the network. Um, which... well, I, th- I think there should be a. I think it would be more sensible to have a a charge for the the, the, the WrestleMania on the network. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like, I think like network. Extra $5. Yeah, like Network Plus or something. Can you get the big four? Or have it appear like on the network on from like Tuesday onwards. Yeah, and anything just like that. It live. Yeah. Well, I think we have to wrap up now because uh, we're running short on time. Um, this has been episode 17, the pre WrestleMania episode of By God. Uh, if you want to get more content, you can go over to the blog at By God. That's B Y G A W D. Tumblr.com. You can get old episodes of the podcast. And also, we're, uh, Colin's going to be posting a few things about WrestleMania, I believe. Yeah, I've got at least one blog going up tomorrow, and probably a few more before WrestleMania. Excellent. So, and uh, DDP Yoga Daddy will be back next week, finally. Uh, awesome. That's why I'm, I'm here. I'm no longer injured, so good, <laughs> I have no more to sell my arse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if, if you want to get uh, follow the blog on Twitter, you can at, uh, at ByGodBlog. Uh, you can get me on Twitter as Halbro, that's H-A-L-B Pro. You can get Colin as Bar66, that's Bar with two R's. And you can get Peter as Colossal Blue. That doesn't really need any explanation because he picked a sensible name. Um, but that is going to wrap oh, us my up. Name. My name is my name. Yeah, it's got two R's now. I have to say, <laughs> I have to say two R's. That's how you spell R. Bar, sorry. Well, you spell Bar with one R. Not, not in Scotland. But how would, you spell iron, how would you spell Iron Bar in Scotland? What do you mean, Iron Bar? Like a, an Iron it's Bar. My, it's, it's my nickname. Oh, I'm, I'm, like, I, 
Metal I, bar. I fell into that. Yes, like a metal bar. A metal bar would be B A R. Exactly. Bars Iron Brew is two R's, and that's how Scottish people. Oh, I know. But, but I, I, I hate to say this, but not everyone is Scottish. Well, they should be. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, they will be soon. Yeah, better. Is that how the is that the the real pan out of the independence referendum? Because Scotland Scotland wasn't allowed to become independent, so instead they're just going to take over everyone else. Yeah, just in the general election, the SNP will hold a swing. They'll yeah. just take the whole country. They've just flipped it. Well, that's what happened yeah, before but... with kings, isn't it? When we had, we ended up with Scotland's yeah. King James crisscross. Um, Christ, I should be yes. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, I hope <laughs> you all I hope you all enjoy WrestleMania <laughs> and say goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.